Hmm. One of the questions that you could think of is how come friendships breaking up is more damaging to you than a relationship breaking up? In fact, is it really the case? Do you feel more hurt when it's a friend that you end up losing? Or does it not matter to you? Do you feel hurt regardless? And perhaps even before that person who, let's say, has become in a relationship with you, they, in a way, were your friend and not, not just someone you have a commitment to. It's a person you know, someone you care about, someone who on some level, perhaps a high level, not just even a shallow one, is your friend. So perhaps it isn't very accurate to say breaking up with a friend is more damaging than breaking up uh, in a relationship because that person in that you are in a relationship with is your friend. So there's the capacity of being hurt even more. Even before you've put a label on this relationship, this friendship, it was something that led you to become partners, let's say. You were friends, you were perhaps even uh, best friends. You were friends that couldn't see a future without the other person. Still, when it comes to breakups with friendships and breakups with uh, partners and relationships, it is not fair to compare. In fact, it might be undermining. It undermines the pain to say, well, it hurts in one more than the other. Pain is pain and it still hurts immensely. And to, and so it is not fair to compare between the two. Both pains are legitimate and heartbreaking. They, they both hurt and they both need processing. And it's undermining to consider that just because one of them hurts more than the other one doesn't hurt deeply. And so to talk about each one of those experiences, which again, each one of them is painful, each one of them is valuable, and there is no, there is no competition between the two. We're not gauging which one hurts more. So when it comes to the pain of a breakup, there is something that is tangible. There is a signal, there's something going on that is wrong and isn't functioning anymore. They, they might become distant, they might become um, unusual, the person that you know you eventually end up breaking up with. And it's more, it's more of an active dynamic. The person is, you know, in, a, in an intimate connection with you. So when something is wrong, you can tell, you can sense it. Now, with a friendship, you may not even realize that you've been broken up with. You may not even recognize that 
this friend has distanced themselves and is no longer considering you their friend. And so with a friendship, it's quite passive because you do not declare your expectations of this friendship. There isn't a high demand on what should happen, what should work. There isn't an expected future that we need to go in this direction. We need to plan for this and that. No, it's just that a friendship has kind of passive rules, more of guidelines. As long as you're a decent person and you care about your friend and you're in good terms with them and you maybe connect uh, periodically, then you're fine. So there are expectations and there are uh, boundaries to a friendship, but you do not stake them. They are not outspoken and they are not obvious. There are no uh, light signals telling you what you should and shouldn't do uh, and are expected to do in a friendship. So you are expected to be loyal. You are expected to defend them uh, behind their back. You are expected to consider their best interest without considering yourself uh, selfish um, uh, gains and so you're supposed in a sense you're supposed to love them a bit unconditionally so as long as they are loyal and they care about you and they have your best interest in mind you love them while in a relationship these expectations are spoken and declared perhaps even repeatedly you declare that you need affection you declare that you need attention you need reassurance perhaps not very often but that reassurance in a healthy dynamic is presented often so you don't need to declare it because it's known but, but if it's not known, then the declaration will come. You have this declaration. You have not been affectionate. You have not been caring. You have been ignoring uh, me. So to talk about post-traumatic breakups, they usually involve some sort of communication that tells you this is ending or this needs to reach a conclusion. They might become distant or they might tell you um, this is not working and then you sit down and you have a discussion and you're talking and sometimes it isn't as direct sometimes there are implications and there are signs that they're not into it anymore and usually when that happens it can lead to a toxic dynamic where they are becoming distant and you're trying to win them over and you're trying to put in more effort thinking that maybe I like like the average for you has increased the, the, the desire or the need to give affection has increased so now instead of you know giving them 
this amount of affection every day, you're giving them more, thinking that's going to bring them back. But they keep growing distant and you keep pushing and they keep pulling. And there's this, it, it leads to a toxic dynamic. If that lack of communication is not dealt with, that can lead to a bad breakup. So that is a form of communication that there's a breakup coming or they are, they are trying to break up with you but they're not saying it. Usually there is a sign when it's a romantic one. When that happens and let's say you communicate it and you talk about it and you decide, yeah, we need to talk, this is not working, then you get to decide. Do you want to stay in touch or do you want to still remain friends? Which perhaps is a difficult thing. Not many breakups uh, remain as friends. Some of them do, some of them don't. And then you, you have this implication that whether or not you can stay in touch formally or just, you know, uh, not to greet each other, like congratulate each other in formal occasions or even informally, maybe you can stay in contact in emergency or, or whether you just want to end it completely, like sever all ties, that happens as well. Now, in friendships, most people lack the maturity to disclose or tell you that they're not associating with you anymore. They simply just cut you off or avoid you or not uh, reply to your messages and well there's also drifting apart naturally where it's not that they're blocking you or cutting you off it, life drifted you apart you're not in touch anymore you're not in the same circles anymore and it just happens naturally that the friendship that the friendship becomes distant and well, there's a spectrum. It could be that. It could be that. It naturally ends and you no longer talk anymore. And if you reach out and talk to them, there's there the air is the air is cold between you. There's coldness. There's the la the familiarity is lacking. You're no longer friends. You're just acquaintances that were close. There's also the toxic way where they decide to not treat you with dignity and not provide you the common courtesy of responding to you. They blatantly ignore you. Or they respond with really short and simple words as if they're saying that you don't matter at all. And you feel the disrespect, like sure, they're not saying it to your face, but you could be talking to them, saying something crucial or say, or trying to discuss something with them and their response is a word or two. They, they just don't care. And there's, there's disrespect in that, even if you cannot call it out, but you feel it. You know this person doesn't respect you anymore. And there's something important that needs saying. We live in a culture that encourages dropping people that your friends think that they don't deserve you or that you deserve better. And so you would find or hear 
friends tell telling their, their friends that they should just drop that person they should just be blatantly rude and cut them off and you hear these words you deserve the best you deserve better than this and there's a lot of toxicity in that because and I, I don't like using the word toxicity or toxic that often um, mainly because I think the word lost its meaning or, or, or the meaning has been watered down by constant use there's a lot of unhealthy mentality behind that approach telling someone that they deserve better or that this person doesn't deserve courtesy from them because it isn't even about the other person it's about it's about boosting the ego of the friend that is doing the breaking up to a point that they are someone so special that they deserve better than the peasants that they have been associating themselves with. There's arrogance and ego involved in that mentality to cut someone off, to cancel them from their life and just be like, you deserve better, just drop them. And even if the other person doesn't deserve this friend, the person that is being told to cut them off, even if it's not someone that's really good for them, even if it's someone that has hurt them, you treat them based on who you are. To show courtesy is a reflection of you, not a reflection of them deserving it. And so when you take that away, when you act so high and mighty, thinking that you deserve the best, you deserve better than this, they don't deserve the good manners that you have, then it turns into ego feeding and being someone who thinks they are better than others just by the virtue of being themselves. That's arrogant. That's unhealthy. There's also the involvement of other people in this friendship or relationship, which both can suffer equally when it comes to other people who and mostly when it comes to other people they are the friends of one side of this relationship or friendship their interests are involved and by proxy the interests uh, and what their friend deserves according to them is involved as well they it, it, does, it isn't just your relationship or friendship, it's our relationship and friendship. You are, how do I put this? We are involved in how you feel and what you think and what you deserve. And so, by, by the involvement of those other people, the sanctity of relationships privacy is tainted it is no longer private and there's something to be taken about privacy if it's gone then the relationship is in jeopardy and 
A bigger problem with the involvement of other people is that, unlike a counselor or a therapist who is, who is unbiased and doesn't have ulterior motives, those people have interests. They care about one side over the other. So they, they, lack, they lack objectivity. They cannot be fair when they are involved. They will always side with you, the friend that they care about. And when it comes to a friendship or a relationship, there are three sides, or rather three parties involved, three interests. You, the friend or the partner, and the relationship itself. And so when other people are involved, they most commonly care about you. They don't care about the other person. They don't care about the friendship or relationship. They care about you. Unlike a therapist or a counselor who will see those three sides and think and help you, both of you, figure things out. Another thing about the involvement of other people is that, and this is very common, although it isn't very obvious, those other people might intentionally want to sabotage the friendship. They want to sabotage it. They don't want it to prosper anymore. They could dislike the other person. They could be jealous. They could be envious. They could have personal interests. Maybe they want you for themselves. Maybe they want to take the place of the other person. And so, it's not good. It's it's more destructive than it is constructive. And maybe, and this is a small fraction of situations that isn't very often, maybe the relationship is bad and needs intervention from other people. But, and this is very crucial, most of the time when it is like that, the red flags are everywhere and it's very obvious and it doesn't need that subtle intervention. It would be very easy to tell. It could, for example, it could be that the other person is cheating or the other person is taking advantage of you or they're hurting you or they're talking behind your back. Those red flags, when the relationship needs intervention that will break it up, those relationships are not ones that you would typically find friends that are taking care of you because you're not aware of it. Unless you are oblivious and then perhaps you need to reconsider all your friendships, not just this one. Another thing about relationships and friendships that break up badly or subtly or any other form we don't have we don't know how to have difficult conversations without sabotaging the whole thing we can't have difficult conversations without shifting the blame on someone else and so many times misunderstandings happen so many times so many people even reach their 50s and 60s without having the capacity to have difficult conversations 
mean, how many people do you know? How many people do you know that are capable of holding themselves in a difficult conversation and being subjective and level-headed without losing their temperament? I mean, I can't think of many who do. Because here's the thing, because you're so resistant to having any discomfort, it's almost you're unwilling to put yourself in these dis in these uncomfortable situations, even for the sake of a healthy relationship. Even when this confrontation is necessary, knowing how to be respectful and to approach someone and express yourself, that is something not many people want to do. Even though when they do that, the relationship can be better. And most times, when it comes to something necessary, if you don't deal with it now, it will grow, it will become worse, and things will pile up, and you'll start bottling up things, and eventually you will have to deal with it. Except that by that time, it's gonna be a bigger monster, it's gonna be ugly, it's gonna be filled with resentment, passive aggressiveness, and perhaps even hatred. And while, even if you dislike the process, let's say you decide to confront them and go into this discomfortable uh, discussion, perhaps even this fight that is inevitable, even when you hate the process, even if you don't like it, you will feel better afterwards and be thankful that you had it. Otherwise, if you let it build up, and you are bound to have this unpleasant and difficult and necessary conversation, you'll end up with so much resentment, you'll end up with hatred, and perhaps you'll wish to avoid them altogether indefinitely. And that, that in itself leads to ruination. This relationship or friendship will be beyond repair. And so it's a terrible thing when you are at the receiving end of a friendship or relationship that has not given you closure. When they just leave you stranded, you're stuck in limbo and you don't know what's going to happen or what is happening. They just decided to cut you off or not talk to you or not communicate with you altogether. And you wonder, are they still your friend? Are you still together? Is, is this still a thing? And, and it's like being stuck midair. You don't know if you're gonna float up or fall down to the ground. You don't know if you can swim in any direction. You're just left there hanging, wondering what's happening or what you are to them or if they even care about you anymore. And it it's just a terrible thing 
to have happened to you. It's a terrible thing to stay at. And it's a terrible thing. And it's a terrible thing to do to someone. And, and the thing about being stuck in limbo is that you are left to deal with it not knowing what to do about it. Even though you deserve closure. They, they owe you that much. They owe you to tell you what's happening or what they think of you. Not in an indirect way, not in a subtle way, especially when we're talking about a relationship that has roots, a relationship that is intimate and close. It's not just, hey, we're acquaintances and uh, things have ended. No, this is something that has a past, has stories, has memories, fond ones even. There are memories between you. It isn't just something that has happened between strangers. And so you are owed that much. You are owed clarity and honesty. And to just be left there like that, no one, no one deserves that. And usually those around you don't help because when they see you hurting and stuck in place like that, it makes you end up hearing things like, just get over it. They are bad people. Let them go. And it leaves you to have to turn them into a villain to vilify them just so that you can move on and accept this new reality they have left you in. It isn't healthy. It's destructive. And it leaves you having to mutate so much of your past, be it in what you've thought of them, how you felt, and what you held dear at one point. You end up rethinking everything you thought. You end up seeing what you thought of in a good light as something that's deceitful and bitter and hurtful. And so the thing about being stuck in limbo, even though part of you is realizing that things are over, you are not given the chance to grieve and put it to rest. Because all those past memories, all those experiences, those beautiful things that you've lived through, you want to cherish them, to say goodbye to them, and have your farewell party with them, and just let them go in a healthy manner. And being stuck in limbo, it just leaves you hanging there with them around you, not knowing what to do about them. And well, in that case, perhaps it's best to pursue your own closure. Try to find peace that things have ended, even though they haven't ended 
in an ideal way or they haven't really given you a sense of closure you still need to find it for yourself you need to accept that things that perhaps you never thought would end are now gone and just smile at the past and cherish the memory and accept it and and forgive even if they are not asking for forgiveness forgive for yourself and forgive yourself you didn't know better you were not aware and you had you had the best intentions in mind and things just didn't work out life happened and it's the same thing with the person that perhaps did the breakup or did the abandonment let's say everyone would feel better about themselves if they have this conversation even the person that does the abandonment the one that just walked away can find peace with it because this dead weight is on them just as it is on the person that is in limbo but then again people would rather live with things being stuck and res- and unresolved over facing things that might cause them pain and so what would you rather do would you have this difficult conversation or would you rather just leave things be and hope they would just fade away are you capable of holding yourself in a difficult conversation and being subjective and level-headed or would that just frighten you and make you angry and defensive where do you see yourself in this equation and if you are stuck in limbo i hope you find peace thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next time